Welcome to Wrestling's Revenue Podcast, where we educate, enlighten, and encourage how to improve our quality of sleep to grow our business and improve your health and wellness. I am Donetta D. Mooring, certified sleep science coach, certified holistic life coach, author, national editor of the Black National Unity News, and a speaker. I am pleased to have my special guest, Sharice Leiber, executive strategist and nonprofit consultant. Sheree, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Well, great. I'm going to get right to the question. Now, my first one is, can you briefly share what you offer as an executive strategist? Sure. Well, as an executive strategist, I essentially help small business owners and particularly in the field of nonprofits, basically develop their SMART goals. And we all know SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And developing these goals kind of helps them to determine the next steps, whether it's for a new project, it might be for a new startup business, or just things for them to grow their business. Um, In this nonprofit sphere, I work on helping nonprofits in their life cycle, right? So it depends on where the nonprofit is in their life cycle. If they're brand new, um, we're helping them to get started. How do they launch a program to make sure it's an impactful program and those type of things. And then if they're already started, but they need to know how to get to the next level, the next step, um, that may be funding, that might be getting additional support from the community. And while they're in the growth phase, developing processes for managing that growth because sometimes we could, things could outgrow us really quickly. So right. I work with all types of individuals to kind of help them to get where they want to be by essentially getting everything out of their head, helping them develop their SMART goals, and then developing stages and actionable steps for them to get where they want to go. Oh, my goodness. Now, does that also, I, I know you said we're starting up, but do that also apply to someone who is thinking about becoming a nonprofit. They have having that they don't even have their five or one one CC yet. Absolutely. I've worked with individuals that have this passion, right? And when you start a nonprofit, that's essentially what it is. You have a passion for something or you're impacted by something. It could be a cause like for instance cancer. You were touched personally by that or or violence or you see youth that need mentoring. And they have a passion for something, but may not know where to start. And so my my thing is always going to be the first thing that we need to do is just kind of sit down. What is going on? Because we tend to walk around with everything in our head. Some people use right. notebooks, <laughs> but a lot of times everything is floating around in our head. So if we're able to sit down, let's get it all out, do a whole brain dump. Now let's kind of categorize what do we want to accomplish over the next six months to a year. And that may be, okay, for sure. I want to start a nonprofit because I'm going to ask you some tough questions like, do you need to start a nonprofit or not or partner with existing nonprofits? So I do ask those tough questions as well. And then if they're like, no, I definitely want to start a nonprofit. Okay, let's map it out what that looks like. But not just to start one. Let's make sure when you're starting one, you have impact. You'll be able to get people that you can serve and eventually grow to the point that you're funding and self-sustaining. So I definitely, okay. those are things that we work on and we plan that out for them. Okay, wow. Oh, that's a lot. That sounds like it's very detailed work and very in very in, in depth too. I am the person that um, 
when it, when you talk about strategy, I'm always I'm the person that try to think of what comes next, what needs to happen. Right. I always use okay. an example of somebody says, you know, paint the wall yellow. I'm the person that says, what kind of yellow? Do I need to go home before it lows? <laughs> is it a hardware store? <laughs> you know, what is that? How many gallons do we need? What last? You know, some people are like, I just see yellow. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what makes me good at strategizing because I'm going a little bit deeper because you got to get this done, but we want to make sure it's done in a way that you don't have to go back a hundred times and say, oh man, I didn't think of that. Right, so right. I love that. Okay, great, great. And then the next question is, as a nonprofit consultant, what is the one main mistake an organization makes when starting a nonprofit? So this is going to sound counterproductive, right, because I'm a nonprofit consultant. But one of the main mistakes, and I kind of alluded to it as we were discussing before, one of the main mistakes people make is starting at all. <laughs> that sounds really silly, but when you think about it, we have tons of nonprofits in our society, and oftentimes people think of things in a vacuum. So that's the next mistake. They see, you know, the kids on their street, and they're like, there's a need. But a street over, there's an organization they could potentially partner with. So the first thing I'm asking you is, do you really want to be a nonprofit because you think that there's no other solution in your area? You know, there's nobody else that could mentor these kids because you don't know about it. Because if, they're, if you knew about it, maybe you'll work with that organization, you know, instead of going through the process of starting a business. A nonprofit is a business. So a lot of times when nonprofits get started, it is out of that passion. But then the next thing that they fail to do, let's say they decided, yes, I want to start it. The next thing that they fail to do is treat it like a business. You know, when you're mm -hmm. starting your own business, there are certain things we know. We, you got to have a business account. We have to do certain things. And we know, like, in the first five years, you're developing. You're, you're developing yourself. You're building your infrastructure, right? You're getting that CRM for your clients. You're, you're setting up um, collaborations. You're networking. Sometimes as nonprofits, because we're, they're passion-driven first, you know, they want to fill that need. They just want to file and start serving, you know, start handing out sandwiches, which is fine. Right. <laughs> However, if you don't have an infrastructure to support that, when the bread is finished, <laughs> you're essentially, you know, how, how are you going to replenish that? So then right. they have to go in their own pockets. And then sometimes that leads to additional stress for the founders or the board members that founded the nonprofit because they're looking to, oh, my gosh, how do we keep this up? Because there wasn't a plan, a strategy in place to make sure right. that there's infrastructure that we'll be building and you're learning and putting proper processes in place so that, you know, you know how to buy another bag of bread when, you, when you're ready to feed another hundred people. Right. And it sounds oh, simple, but that. it happens all the time. What? Yeah, something just came to mind. I do hear that a lot, that people want to start their own nonprofit. So do you offer, um, I guess what I want to use, like a partnership connection where if someone said, I don't want to start my own, or have you thought of that, and I can refer you to, you know, um, this uh, um, this is education, or these are some, you know, for health. So do is that something that you offer, or is that something that someone would kind of need to find out on their own? Well, if I'm working with someone and they're talking and they're saying that they want to start, and I'm having these tough conversations because I want to make sure it's an investment, right. it's an investment in time, and part of the reason to start a nonprofit is because you want to leave a legacy, and you don't want your legacy to be. Um, 
less than stellar, right? <laughs> you don't want them to be like, oh, yeah. brother, here's. So <laughs> I, those are the conversations that I'm having. So I will do some market research. Are you aware that there's another mentoring group around the corner within your five mile radius? There's 10 mentoring programs. Are you going to be doing oh. something different than they will do? Or would you entertain the idea of sitting down with them and saying, hey, how can I help your organization because I have this passion? And, you know, and if you say, and if they say, well, yeah, maybe that will work out, we open up the floor for exploratory, you know, meetings and so forth with these other organizations. Not only will they learn, because even if they're going to open up their own nonprofit or found their own nonprofit later on, they will still get some, like, the lay of the land, so to speak, you know, this is how they did it. Okay, I like it, but I still determine I want to do one, and maybe we could partner later on. But they need to understand that it is important to know that you're not in a vacuum because regardless, to start a nonprofit, you have to collaborate. You have to partner with other organizations. There's no autonomy. There's no mm. like endless sea of funding that's going to fund everyone anyway. So right, we have sure. to work together if you want our community to be that. better. Okay, I love that. Okay, good, good. Then the next question is, and I'm curious myself, what is a funder and how does it assist a nonprofit organization? So funders are typically just referred to organizations that provide funding to nonprofits. Just like think of it like a lender to somebody that wants to buy a home would be the bank or organization oh. credit union that will lend money for a home. So when people think of funders in the nonprofit sector, they're thinking about who can give me funding. That could be through grants, that could be through corporate sponsorships, um, you know, and the like. Grants typically come from foundations, corporations, and government. So when you think of grants, that's where you, but you have sponsorships that could be from for-profit businesses, again, or corporations, big or small, that just want to, you know, be able to fund a particular activity of a nonprofit. But one of the things that people, and this is especially with new nonprofits, I think we tend to overlook that too, that one of the biggest and most readily available funding outside your own pocket, of course, are the individual donors. That's my mom, my dad, my neighbor, you know, all of those people who just believe in your cause and is willing to make that donation. If you think of a faith, a place of worship, right, a church or something, every mm -hmm. week or every, that you give an offering, you are funding the mission of that organization. Right. And so that's the same thing. And I always make this example. What I love, you know, being a, I was a funder for over two decades. I worked with the United Way first and I worked with local government here in Florida funding nonprofit organizations. But when I'm working with a small nonprofit, I know that when they're just getting started, it's tough to go and say, now give me $100,000 worth of grants, please. You don't have $10,000 in the bank. <laughs> you right, know, so right. <laughs> how do we get that? So you start with the people around you. Can you, you know, commit to give me $5 a month for the next three years? Well, when you think of $5 a month, that's nothing. That's less than Netflix. And they're going up again. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, you know, that's nothing. And I always said, people, you know, one of the things that I admired with the Obama, the Obama campaign was you'll get an email and it's like, just donate $3. Well, you're thinking, well, I can't go to the $20,000 a plate dinner but I can donate $3 now. I got that. And they were right. able to take that campaign and fund that campaign and other like, you know, um, services and organizations have done the same thing with $3 from 3 million people. 
<laughs> you know, so okay. it's very possible. So funders are not just the large funders or anybody that's willing to um, donate and give of their monetary value to an organization. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wrestling Through Revenue Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. Mentor Tracker is a comprehensive sleep tracking solution from sleep aids that you use before bed to calm you down. Sleep tracking that tracks your sleep, records your snore, and detects relevant sleep risks, including sleep apnea, to smart alarms that wake you up naturally, sleep reports that give you more insight on your sleep quality and issues, and sleep courses and articles that help you improve your sleep health. All these are neatly packed into one app to help people have a great sleep. So scan the QR code with your cell phone, download, and discover more about the sleep app or mental tracker with millions of users. Greetings. This is Dr. Essie McCoy, your podcast host of Dr. Essie Speaks Education. I am elated to bring you a weekly show where I discuss everything about education. That's right. What you want to know, what you don't know, and what you need to know will be aired each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Get ready, mark your calendar, and tune in to this show as we keep the pulse on education from an award-winning educator. Remember, once again, to tune in every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. I am Donetta D. Morning, Wrestling to Revenue Podcast, and we have our special guest, Cherise Leiber. I'm going to continue with the questions. Now, the next one is, we spoke last year about recovering burnout. Please share how your sleep was saving your saving grace. Well, if I may, I'm going to go back a little bit prior to me even realizing that I was in burnout, if, if I may. Sure. Um, sure. It was a few years. A lot of things had got really busy at work, and then COVID hit. And, you know, we're going, and, you know, people were – um, they were tightening up belts for jobs and maybe people move on or lost jobs. People were getting, of course, sick. We were dealing with stressors from family members being sick or our, ourselves being sick, um, coworkers being sick and those different types of things. And I was just going like, hope I thought the Energizer Bunny, like I'm just going to keep going. I was working 60, 80 hours every week. I would go in on Saturday and work from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. like nobody's business thinking I got to get it done. I have to get it done because I was in management. And the funny thing is I would try to look out for my team and I would tell them, nope, when it's five o'clock, you stop. But because I know there was so much, I ignored the signs for myself. Well, what started happening is I ended up in the emergency room twice with blood pressure issues where my blood pressure shot through the roof. Um, And I didn't know why, because I'm not the, the kind of person that takes stress internally. Until if something happens, manifests itself externally. I didn't know, like, oh, really? I'm under stress? <laughs> you know, you just, I'm used to the headache. That's so weird. You just think about it. I'm used to having a headache every day. No, that's not normal. 
That is not right. <laughs> you know. That's true. So, so I was ignoring those signs, and I was listening to say something on the radio, and they were talking about burnout. And I was like, wait a minute, what? I I think I might be <laughs> in burnout. <laughs> it, it got so bad that I got COVID in 2020, and I did not get major symptoms, thank God, and I didn't, you know, end up in the hospital. But I was tired, and I was coming home, and I was coming home at 6, and I was just even cooking dinner or eating dinner or anything. I would just crawl into the bed, and I would be like, I'm so tired. I don't know what's going on. I'm so tired. And then when I tested positive, and I was like, wait a minute. One of the symptoms is just extreme exhaustion. I had become so used to being tired all the time Mm. that I didn't realize something was off with me. Now, that was kind of a, like, wake-up call. Wait a minute, what? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And I started saying, I got to do better. I have to do better. So um, I decided that I need to make a change. So I started to clock out at five. And if it doesn't get done, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And making myself go to bed at a certain time. You know, I am an island girl, so I like to listen to the ocean or rain on the roof. (laughs) So... If it wasn't raining here in Florida, I would listen to my sound machine and I would go to sleep. And I would, you know, even sometimes when your body is going like that, sleep evades you. And when I realized, oh, my gosh, I need to sleep more regularly, I started putting things in place to get my mind and my body right to sleep. And in resting and getting that rest, I started realizing this is what it is. It's because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not resting that I'm feeling this way. Every day I had a pain in my neck. Every day I had headaches. It was the tension. It was all of that. And then ultimately I decided to leave my position, which was, oh my gosh, crazy. But I left my position in September of last year. Best decision I've ever made because I was killing myself. Even though I was still mm. trying to put the place things in for sleep, I left that position. And do you know, because I, I realized I was in burnout, I started taking CSs. Now, my kids started laughing at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm taking my siesta. I'm taking a nap in the afternoon. And they would laugh at me. <laughs> How do you build a business now that you're concerned? I take a nap in the afternoon because I realized that I had to recover. And that's yes. such an important part of that. Resting, taking that Sabbath. If, you know, you're a religious person, we always say, oh, Sabbath is Sunday or Saturday. But we really don't rest. It's like, no, you have yeah. to rest. You to cut it off. And so I'm still recovering. I'm, I'm, I will say that I'm still recovering, but I can tell you my blood pressure went down. I didn't mm. need the assistance of a glass of red <laughs> to help me to sleep <laughs> at night anymore <laughs> or medication or anything. And it just, I just started to incorporate, you need to rest. You need to sleep timely every night, get a certain amount of hours, make that a priority. And I am on demand. I can tell you that 100%. That is amazing. And I know when, when we had talked the last time, and then, I, like, the other question, which you kind of already answered it, like, do you believe that lack of sleep can cause medical issues? And oh, basically you already I have said it. that. Yes. I believe it. I live it. I lived it for many years. I was I was going to work and um, not resting because my mind was going, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. And, um I started having tingling in my arms and all of this, all of this, and it was because I wasn't resting. And, um, you know, there were so many things going on in my brain, and I have to do this and I have to do that. And when I started turning it off, like, no, that's it, I started to feel better. 
I started that to feel better. Great. Like I said, when I left, I started waking up at 7 a.m. every morning, like clock, like can't stay in bed, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Before, when I was going and trying to think I was so big, um, just going, 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 um, it's 8 o'clock and oh gosh, I don't want to go. I'm so tired. But when I started making myself, it's time to go to bed. It's time to wind down. It's time to... I would, my eyes spring open. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Why am I waking up so early? I can sleep in now. <laughs> but your body is like, okay, you're good now. So that's a wonderful feeling. Yes. But you know what? I'm so glad you listened. And, and thank God that, that you getting sick wasn't the final, the final right. result of, of mm-hmm. it because it could have been a whole lot worse. But at least you listen. I mean, it was like a slap in the face, like, come on, man, you need some sleep. You need some rest. You know, mm-hmm. that, that you hear me, you need, you know, and you can't just keep going, going, going and expect things to stay the same um, as far as your health. So I'm glad that you, that you became mindful, that you, that you recognize it and that you didn't keep pushing, you know, again. So uh, I'm, I'm really proud of you as far as you taking charge of your life and doing something about it. And I think you hit it right there is being mindful, listening to your body, listening. And even, you know, as I was in recovering, as I was in recovery, and I still am, like I said, because it was years of me doing the other thing, <laughs> you know. Um, if I feel tired and I can, don't schedule those meetings for a couple of hours and take it because I work for myself now. I understand that everybody can't do that. But even me getting up in the middle of the day when I was still working and going for a walk, and setting the clock to say, it's time to go to sleep, wind down, turn, put away the phone, turn on your whatever. If you need to turn on lullabies, do that to relax your mind and say, okay, let me get rid of everything in a day. If you got to do a um, voice memo to say, okay, remember all of that junk for tomorrow, you know, just empty your brain and then you can pick that yes. up tomorrow. And yes. starting to do that, it started to be like, okay, I can, hand, I can manage this. I can manage this, even working a nine to five. But for me, I, I left because I was far gone and I chose to. But even if for those of you know, your listeners that are still, you can still do it. Make it a habit and put rest first. Yes, that is true. Once again, thank you for staying with Wrestling Through Revenue. We'll be right back. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Thank you for staying with our special guest, Sharice. I really appreciate all the information that you provided for us. And if you can please share with the listener audience how we can support you and, and contact you. Well, you can find me on my website. And my website is my first and last name, Sharice Lyberg, C-H-A-R-I-S, like Sally E, 
L I B as in boy, U R D as in David dot com. And on there, you can schedule a call with me if you want to chat with me about any strategies that you need for yourself or if you're a nonprofit that needs assistance with grant management, um, grant reviews, those type of things, building your capacity and infrastructure. And my social media handles are the same, just actually Flyboard, that's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. But I look forward to talking to anyone that has um, those needs and just want to chat and kind of, you know, bounce some ideas off of me. I'll be happy to strategize with you during that call. But again, I thank you so much for having me on um, this program today because I think it's so important, and I thank you so much for the work that you're doing. No problem. Well, thank, well, thank you. If someone would like to reach out to, to me, the best way is donata10k.com, and that is D-O-N-A-T-A, the number 10k.com. That's where you'll be able to find my website, on my podcast episodes, services I offer on sleep, health, fitness, and wellness, and all my social media platforms, and so much more. Once again, Donetta10k.com. Remember, sleep heals. Thank you.